It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder falling again to the Denver Nuggets because of another slow start. SGA is ice cold tonight. Josh Giddy allows his passion to shine through. And how did the Thunder come back in this game and make it competitive despite falling 99 to 95? All that and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to recap last night's game against the Denver Nuggets. The Thunder falls short in their comeback attempt after coming out flat yet again. SGA continues to struggle. Where do the Thunder go from here after yet another loss that could have been avoided? What's happening with this season? And a lot of high praise again for Josh Giddy. Let's start the way we always do with our game overview. Isaiah Roby is out with health and safety protocols. Ben Critchie, of course, is out with a G League assignment. Uh, Ty Jerome, Tim Aldon, Olivia Sar, and Paul Watson Jr. did not play due to coach's decision. And this was your entire team. This was the best you've got. Everyone was at your disposal besides Isaiah Roby and then the players who Mark elected not to play. This was, for all intents and purposes, your entire roster fully healthy. While Denver misses out on Michael Porter Jr., on Jamal Murray, on P.J. Dozier, and of course, Bo Bull, who has traded uh, over the weekend. SGA starts out with, I should say, the Thunder start out with SGA, New Torp, Josh Giddy, Jerry, and Derek Favors. The Nuggets start Monte Morris, Will Barton, Jermichael Green, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jotic. And then the Thunder start big against Denver again, like they did the last time out, whenever they start out with Favors and Jerry in the same lineup. So what happened in this game? The, the Thunder are reeling a bit, you know, record-wise. They've lost about four straight now. And you're looking for them to kind of get back on track, get kind of with a hump and just kind of reset themselves. I know that this season is not about wins and losses. It's not about uh, making a playoff push. Uh, but it would have been nice for them to reset their record and kind of breathe a bit heading into this week. But again, the Thunder come out flat. And they bury themselves in the first quarter. And... This is a delicate balance because I have been somebody that this entire season, I have praised the Thunder for being able to come out flat and being able to get down big. They, they lose the first frame 36 to 23 and recover. They eventually get down by 18 points and recover from that. But it starts to become an issue when it's a recurring pattern. So you do like the fact that this Thunder team does not roll over 
or does not give up. And you have to give them credit for that. But a simple energized first frame allows the Thunder to beat a playoff caliber team that they hung in there right with. And SGA played terrible. And the Thunder still only lose 99 to 95. If if SGA even plays remotely to the extent he can, this is a win. And so this is one of those wasted opportunity games. Again, credit to the Thunder. They hung in there given the bad start, given their leader, their star, their number one guy not having it tonight. And I've said many times this team goes as Shea goes. Well, tonight they broke away from what Shea did, and they were able to pick him up whenever he was down. And so they deserve credit for that as well. But they got down by 18 points. They once led by five in the fourth quarter. That's how dramatic of a turnaround and comeback this team had. Four times the lead changed hands. Five times the game was tied. The Nuggets worked the Thunder on the glass 53-41. to Denver turns it over 15 times. OKC only turns it over nine times. The Thunder shot 43% from the floor. Denver shot 41% from the floor. The big difference came, though, from the perimeter. The Thunder need to find a way to get shooters. This offseason, through the draft and evaluating players, shooting has to be a priority. This seems the worst in the NBA as a three-point shooting group. They shot 23% tonight from deep. Denver shot 36% from deep, and that was the difference. The Thunder shoot better from the floor. They shoot better from the line. They get just mollywhopped from three. The Thunder won the points in the paint battle. They won the second chance point battle. They won the fast break battle. Plain and simple, they need to figure out how to start games better, and they need three-point shooting. So just as we talk about the kind of players the Thunder need and what kind of prospects to look out for and what kind of, um, you know, players to evaluate this upcoming draft cycle. These are qualities that they're going to get better at. Whoever stays on this roster from this new overturn, that'll see a, a trio of first round picks and uh, you know all, all the draft picks and the moves and the signings and trades this off season, whoever's left over. These are habits that have to get fixed. Plain and simple. The thunder have to get shooting. The thunder have to figure out how to start games better. They're a slow starting team. Denver had four players in, th- in uh, double figures. So did the Thunder. Jokic played like a star 22 points, 16 uh, rebounds, six assists, a steal. Thunder legend Austin Rivers was incredible off the bench for the, for the Nuggets. And again, it comes back to SGA's cold streak that he's on right now. And as we kind of dive into the cold streak, obviously, this to me is not cause for concern. It's not something that will uh, linger long term or will uh, or should make you reevaluate SGA's future by any means. I, I think that it's just a bad spell right now. And this is going extremely noticed because A, he's the heart and soul of the Thunder team. And B, with recognition, like last year's all star push and the max contract this summer comes expectation. And he's now expected to lead the Thunder. And so when you have a three-game stretch where you're not producing at that star level, when you have a game like tonight where it's almost as if you didn't play and still a tanking team loses to a playoff-caliber team, 99-95, to that's going to sting a bit. That's going to 
you know, kind of hurt whenever you are right there with a Western Conference playoff team. And if it weren't for SGA's cold spell, the Thunder win this game. Plain and simple, they win this game. And those are two things that are within the Thunder's control. One, more noticeably within their control, a better start. Right, that that's simply effort, energy, uh, and all those things. But SGA playing better, obviously goes a long way for this team. Winning games and playing better as a whole. But before we kind of dive into and break down his three game streak and uh, you know how he played tonight, again, I am not concerned at all long term about SGA. I think that Tuesday is a great opportunity for him to break out and look like a star again and kind of pause everyone's concern. So this is not a reflection of who he'll be Tuesday or who he'll be next month or who he'll be in a year from now. It's simply a bad spell. There's nothing left for SGA to prove. In fact, I think that SGA's all-star caliberness or his his good track record is more valuable than other players' good track record, even as a non-Thunder kind of homer, right? You take off the Thunder glasses and he's been able to produce at this level in the NBA through a ton of adversity. Look at his basketball career. He has the year at Kentucky, obviously, new coach, new system, one year, then goes to L.A. It's kind of a pseudo bench player. Sometimes he starts, plays under Doc Rivers, goes to the playoffs, is very impactful for the Clippers in Golden State in a tough environment. And then his trade to Oklahoma City, kind of a, a time period where you had ESPN giving a two point, you know, a 0.2 uh, chance to get to the playoffs and this was a tanking team. It's going to be his organization. And all of a sudden he's playing in these three guard lineups under a new coach and a new system with Chris Paul and their shooter and it's working. And they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Then he has the whole, of course, COVID layoff before the bubble. Then you go to the bubble, get bounced in the first round, come back the next year. It's your team, but wait, your entire roster has changed. Your head coach has changed for the third time in a row and fourth time to go back to college. And then Midway through the season, as you're on an all-star trajectory, you not only get snubbed for the all-star game because of a lifetime achievement award to Mike Conley, but you also get hurt and miss the second half of the season and miss the Olympics for Team Canada, a a place where SGA desperately wanted to be. And then the roster changes a lot again in this offseason, last offseason into into this season. And so through all of those ups and downs, he's been able to still played at an all-star level, still played at a very high level, still played at a max contract level, and he's only a week or so removed from putting up a triple-double and being named the Western Conference Player of the Week. Last week, he was a nominee for the Western Conference Player of the Month for December. His recent cold streak does not really mean anything except for in the vacuum of, hey, this game right here on January 9th could have ended differently if SGA was not in a cold spell. We'll talk about more about his game in the Thunder as a whole coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar uh, that tastes just like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can pair that to a candy bar, which uses around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs at least. You can go with the healthy alternative version in Built Bar, which are covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. This is a great time of year to check out uh, Built Bar. A lot of our New Year's, New Year's resolution 
revolves around eating healthier and working out and losing weight and things like that. All of us are trying to do that to start this new year. And Built Bars are a great way to do it because it's a really good tasting treat for you. It's healthy for you. And it's not chock full of chemicals. It's not waxy or chalky like those other protein bars you might have tried out for yourself. When you try this one out, it truly does taste like a candy bar. And they're a great pre-workout. They're great post-workout. They're great as a snack and even as a meal replacement. I use Built Bars for breakfast a lot of the times on the go. And they fill you up all the way through lunchtime. And they're a great meal replacement there at Built Bar. So go check out Built Bar because they have amazing flavors as well. You will want to throw away all those sugary treats and calorie-filled treats from your secret stashes around the house and office and car and pantry and fill them up with Built Bars instead because they taste great and they're great for you. And of course, half the battle to getting off to a healthier start in the year is your diet. And so Built Bar helps you with that as well. But these amazing flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more are great tasting and great for you. In fact, Built Bars are always coming out with new limited time only flavors. So check out BuiltBar.com often to see what's new. And again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order at Built.com. That's Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. You can reuse that code as much as you want. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, it's your teams. It's every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast. Folks, the Locked On Now podcast is a nightly recap podcast of every NBA game with a breakdown from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Go check it out over there on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. And right now, today on Monday, January the 9th, you can find... Uh, or January the 10th, actually, you can find uh, a special segment with me and Jackson Gatlin uh, on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, Breaking Down the Thunder. It's a, about a 12-minute video you can go watch. We talk about Josh Giddy, We talk about Pokashevsky. We talk about SGA and uh, the trade deadline as well. So go check out that clip from today's national show, Locked On NBA. And go check out Locked On NBA every single day to uh, get you caught up on all the national news around the association. Well, let's get back into this game as the Thunder take on the Nuggets and fall to Denver in this one as SGA continues his cold streak. The last three games, SGA's put up 13 points, three rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block per game. He is shooting 27% from the floor and 16% from deep. This is a player that flirted with the 50-40-90 club last year. And now he's shooting the last three games, 27% from the floor, 16% from deep. Again, these, these... are not sustainable. SGA is going to play a lot better than this as soon as possible. But these last three games, you've kind of seen why this team's on a four-game losing streak. This season, only 60 players have attempted at least six threes per game or more. Lou Dort 
is shooting 31% from three. SGA is shooting 27% from three. They rank 59th and 60th, respectfully. That comes from uh, Joe Mazzato of the Oklahoman. SGA is not far removed, again, from winning player of the week and posting a triple-double and looking like the max contract point guard and the all-star that you want him to be and also being nominated for player of the month for the December month. But this stretch is not good, and, and he likely will break out Tuesday against the Nuggets, which will be awesome. But tonight against the Nuggets, uh, he had eight points, four assists, five rebounds, two blocks, a steal, only made two shots from the floor, two for 14 from the floor. 0 for 3 from deep. And then did convert 4 for 4 at the line tonight. Not a stellar game from SGA. Not the game that you want from your max point guard, especially in a tight one against a Western Conference playoff team. But that's where the Thunder were, were left with. They were left with a slow start to get down by 18 points, and your number one guy just simply not having it. And the reason they made this close was largely due to Josh Giddy, who was an elite rebounder elite passer elite inbounder as well his three-point shot is really heating up right now and he looked like a leader out there and now it's important to note in my opinion we can't really tell who's leading and who's uh you know who's kind of in charge or who's who really the team is rallying around i think that a lot of that talking point stuff is just to make us feel better about what we what we're seeing or or to kind of uh, hype up a player but in this instance in this game he was showing emotion. He was getting players in the right spot. He was communicating very well on both ends of the floor. And it looked like he truly was stepping up and filling the void left by SGA in this game of being that number one guy, of being that leader, of being somebody this team can count on and to uh, pick up SGA. And that's what you need in a running mate. On the rare occasion that SGA is going to go two for 14, you need somebody to take the load off of him and to make up for that. And Josh Giddy did that today. 11 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, a steal, 2 turnovers, 1 foul, 40% from the floor, 50, uh, 60% from the from the three-point line, 3 for 5 from 3. The emotion he displayed on the floor was a spark for this team that started out very slow. And he made some incredible plays, and he, and he knocked down some big, big threes and let out some big, big fist pumps. And him leading this team at such a young age was fun to watch. And his fellow rookie, Trey Mann, played very well. He ripped the ball away from Jokic, had that kind of ripped the ball away behind the back pass to, I believe it was Aaron Wiggins on that play. Uh, Seven points, five assists, a rebound, two steals, 42% from the floor, a solid 19 minutes from him, and a big reason why this game was close as well. And you could tell how happy Mark was, especially on that play where Mann ripped the ball away from Jokic. You, You could tell that it was finally all paying off, finally all clicking for him, and when you're starting to evaluate the future of this organization, and again, this team has a ton of first-round picks in the future and in this upcoming draft, and, and they have um, you know, kind of a ton of decisions to make this summer. They're going to have to move on from a lot of this roster to make room for new players this offseason. And so when you start to kind of pick and choose, okay, who's for sure going to be here? It's interesting to look at how Mark responds to players and who this team's investing in. And it's very, very, very clear this team is investing in Trey Mann. You can tell by the excitement whenever he does anything even remotely good. And so Trey Mann did really, really well in this game. Darius Baisley plays well as well. Pokaszewski plays well. JRE was really good as well for this uh, rookie crop. And Aaron Wiggins continued to play very well. So we're going to talk about all of that coming up as well as the bet of the day, the Moneyball pick of the day, and the MVP pick of the day. And what's ahead this week 
on Locked on Thunder. All of that is coming up on today's show, but I do want to tell you real quickly about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is incredible. But I would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march on to the playoffs and beyond in football. But online remains your one spot for all the sport betting this season uh, and for the action for 2022. Sign up today. It's a new year. It's a new updated website and interface for you. Whenever you sign up at betterland.ag, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our code LOCKDOWN to get started. Our code LOCKDOWN to get started at a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betterland.ag from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, and even your favorite casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers today. Available for the 2022 season, but online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your sport action. But online, where the game starts again, that's betonline.ag promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus. A 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag promo code locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. This podcast is over. Go check out the Locked On Bets podcast, a five-day-week podcast, breaking down all your gambling needs. They're giving you winners to go use at BetOnline.ag, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis from the insider Lee Sterling. It's free. It's available on all platforms, and they're giving you winners every single day, so they're making you free money at BetOnline.ag. So go check them out every single day, wherever you get your podcast from make sure you go and do that folks let's continue talking about this game let's talk Darius Baisley it's been a wild ride his entire career has but especially this season has been a wild ride but he played incredibly aggressive tonight 24 minutes 55 percent from the floor 10 points five rebounds three blocks he played very well tonight this was a game in which you can't criticize Basley. I know, I know that's your favorite pastime. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. You love getting on Twitter and type, 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 type about how much you hate Darius Basley and how much he's a terrible player and how much you don't care for him and how much the Thunder should trade him. You somehow don't think he's a good player, but you also somehow think he should be traded and get you a really good player in return. It makes no sense. But this is a game in which you cannot criticize Basley. Darius Baisley played very, very, very well. You go through it. He had the three turnovers. Okay, one was on a, on a rebound where two Nuggets players fought and got the ball out. Good for them. One, the ball slipped on his way up, gathering to the rim. That's going to happen to every player. And another one was a great steal by Rivers. It was on a bounce pass trying to find Giddy in the corner on a wide-open three-point attempt. And Austin Rivers comes in there, swoops in, steals the bounce pass. You live with that. You live with those three turnovers. Sure, he went 0 for 3 from deep. But two of those three-pointers are just wide open. One was a catch-and-shoot shot from the corner that you want every player in the NBA taking. And another was a pick-and-pop opportunity where he was wide open again off of a pass from Trey Mann. And his only other missed shot was an awkward ISO possession 
that did look funky, that did look weird. That was a reverse layup whenever they're up three with about three minutes left. But when you put the context around this play, it was not the staple Baisley ISO. Yes, Baisley is typically not good in isolation situations, and he has had many possessions that sound like that. An ISO possession that's really funky, that ends in a bad layup, and then he misses the layup, and it's kind of a wasted possession. But this time, it wasn't Baisley's fault. You look at this play, and he starts to drive on an SGA screen. The screen doesn't really land anything. He loses the ball for a second, regains the ball at the three-point line, and then drives. Well, while he's driving, you have Trey Mann, SGA, Josh Goody, two or three steps behind the three-point line with defenders shielding them from the basketball. There's no way to get them the ball. They're not in position to make a play at all. They're just, they're just simply doing nothing. They're not a part of the party, as Mark would say. And then you had Muscala in the corner in position to make a play, but he had two nuggets in the passing lanes where there was no passing lane to make Baisley pass the Muscala. So Baisley had no other choice but to simply throw up a layup. He tried to get crafty, tried to get a reverse shot to get a better look at the rim, and he missed it. And so while that sounds like a typical Baisley possession, those are his four missed shots. Three of them are very explainable. The other three that he shot was a you know, kind of a step on the three-point line, and he caught it, he thought about it, he shot over a smaller defender, and he missed. Probably wouldn't like him taking that shot in general, but again, he had the height advantage, it wasn't really very contested, and he just happened to miss. If that shot goes in, nobody thinks anything of it. If that shot would have gone in, nobody even notices it. Nobody would have said, hey, that's a bad shot, but it went in, they just wouldn't have noticed it. So that was all the quote-unquote mistakes from there is basically time. And for all intents and purposes, he made a, he played a perfect game. I think that Baisley was incredible in this one. Now, here's the thing. We've seen him play good in this season. We've seen him play good throughout his career. The key point with Baisley is how does he build on it? How does he turn one good game into two? He has no problem turning one bad game into three or four. His issue has been that he cannot he cannot translate a good game into another good game. He cannot build on success. He cannot climb the staircase. That's what you're waiting on. These excellent games like Sunday are welcomed, and they're nice, and they make you feel good. But you got to but at this point you got to sit back and wait and see if it's real, and wait and see if you can duplicate it. And I'm not sold on that. You're not sold on that. Nobody's sold on that. But as a vacuum of just recapping this Nuggets game, he played very, very well. He played very, very well. As did Alexei Pokashevsky. 12 minutes, 7 points, 2 rebounds, and assists. Had a nice cut to to the rim. Had a nice step-through bucket at the rim. He was really, really good. Made a transition 3 as well. Had a catch-and-shoot jumper that he missed wide open, which is a shot that you want him taking. Again, you you want NBA players taking catch-and-shoot jumpers that are just wide open. He had one bad shot, one bad 29-footer. You probably don't want him taking. But other than that, nothing he did was pokerish. Nothing he did was shocking a fool. He's playing very measured basketball. And a lot of that's due to the lack of minutes he's getting. He's no longer being thrown out there for 30 minutes a night and just saying, hey, do whatever you want to do. We'll just see what happens. Just do, just do poku things. No, he's being treated now like a genuine NBA player, like a genuine basketball player. And... He's making the most of it. He's being very efficient with the minutes he's getting. And so how do you balance that tightrope walk where you don't want to fall back into the trap of here's 30 minutes, you're starting every single night, 
do whatever you want. And you also want to start to expand his role and see what he can do with more minutes. Can he still play under control if you give him 20 minutes instead of 12? If you give him 30 minutes instead of 13? We'll have to wait and see on that. But this year has been very good for, for Poku, even if it has not resulted in these Twitter highlights, these memes, these you know kind of extraordinary plays. Jerry plays well again. 12 points, three steals, two assists, four rebounds, two for six from three, 50% from the floor, that beautiful putback slam. Just love everything that Jerry provides. Really love the role that Jeremiah Robinson can play long-term. Really, really love it. Bed the day was Denver minus seven. That was obviously wrong. Moneyball pick was SGA. That's obviously wrong. If you had Josh Giddy, who made three triples, you are correct. MVP of the game is Josh Giddy. So the Thunder have another loaded week. We're going to be here every single day talking about it. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the platform of YouTube. And follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 